Welcome back to another episode of the Black in Fashion podcast with Lenise Collier. Today is going to be episode four. Episode four is personal image and brand image with Princess Dennis. Um, I actually met Princess at FIT. We did an accelerated fashion business course together. Um, she actually has a consult, a styling consulting brand, and she also has a plus-size women's brand called Nakay Leon. Princess, thanks for joining us today. How are you? Hi, Lanise. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump right in. Um, today, we're going to do a lot of discussion when it comes to your personal image as well as like your brand image. And, you know, we're going to talk about if the two should correlate, if they shouldn't correlate, how to present yourself, how to build um, build your personal style, build your personal image. So I'm going to jump right in and ask Princess, what made you want to start teaching and advising women on how to unlock their style and image? So for some time now, um, my friends all told me that um, I had a sense of style that they coveted and they thought was really cool. Um, and I just took it for granted. And it wasn't until I got my recent job at Columbia where uh, some of the ladies would come by and show me their outfits before they went into their office. And then one young lady at a Christmas party was telling me that um, I should do workshops. And I was just like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> From there, it just put a light bulb in my head. And I was like, Princess, you may have something here. You're leaving money on the table, and why would we want to do that? So from there, I started uh, working on the lesson plans and trying to figure out what took my style to the level that it's at now. Because at one point when I was younger, I definitely had a tomboy style, and I definitely wasn't secure within my physique. So, um, But it took me when I went to college and seeing my peers, um, that was when I realized, okay, princess, we need to really update this look, you know? And so over, over years, it evolved, and then hence now I teach classes. Gotcha. I definitely think that your uh, personal style is amazing. I love it. Uh, every time you put a post on Instagram, I'm right behind. I'm like, oh, okay, come through, sis. Let me make sure I like this comment, you Thanks, know. <laughs> uh, for me, I feel like uh, my personal style is like all over the place. And I actually could really use some of your classes to kind of hone in because I just kind of like dress how I feel. But it's like I want to have like a like my personal style, like I want to have like my signature style. And I just feel like that's something that like I'm lacking. And I try to like go through my closet and like figure it out. And I'm always like, uh, mm, I'm just going to wear this today. And mm. I feel like it's almost like a challenge to really, really get there. Like it's a process. Um, I did go through my closet a couple of weeks ago and it was like, okay, this is not me anymore. Mm. And I pulled it out. Evolution. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. But then like two seconds later, I was like, but I could definitely hook this with something. This might come mm -hmm. back in style and I put it back in. So I think for me, it's hard of like letting some things go yeah. and knowing that they're not a part of me anymore, but maybe wanting to like, oh, it's going to come back into style. Whereas I shouldn't be thinking about like what's in style and what's not yeah. in style and not being trend driven. So I know I ain't the only one with that struggle. No, um, absolutely. What? age range would you say a lot of the women who attend your classes are and do you feel like it's a certain age where 
people should start thinking about their personal image a little bit more? Mm -hmm. Well, I would definitely say uh, from age 25, and then I also had um, to age 56. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So wow. I had different women of different ages. And I feel like learning how to dress is about learning your body. Um, I had a class where I, I uh, was working with women based on their body shape and using your body shape to evolve your style. Because for me, I would at times see my peers' body, and we didn't have the same body shape. So when you're putting on things that have, so for example, I would be called a pear body shape. I am smaller on top and bigger on the bottom, right? Now, if you have a young lady who is... Hey, wait, sorry. Is pear shape the same thing as hourglass? It is not. So hourglass okay. is... Um, Hourglass is a woman who is bigger on the top and bottom. So gotcha. your chest is bigger and your hips. It's, it's that measurement. Gotcha. So um, the way in which the um, industry classifies it, it also has to do with, so for example, for me, my shoulders to hip ratio is smaller. Okay. And that is how it is defined. Whereas an hourglass woman, it is her bust to hip ratio. And so gotcha. for, like you see okay. people like Lala, like sh her, her bust and her hip match, Kim Kardashian, those sort of women. Those um, like hourglass got the difference. Okay. And, and then so there's different categories. So once I knew what my body shape was, I knew certain pleating and pants make me look wider. So maybe you want to stay away from that. But if you do work wear that, then you maybe want to go for a slimmer fitting top that will maybe show your shape. And then I also worked with some figuring out silhouettes for my body shape because I don't always necessarily believe in showing my figure. So I, I want to play with silhouettes. So I, I feel like understanding your body is the key to knowing how to elevate your style okay. because you, you want to focus on women who have your body shape, who you like their style, and then look for pieces that are similar to what they would do. Okay. So that, Mm -hmm. What are some of the women that you uh, use for inspiration for so, like your personal body type for paratype? So like Tracy Ellis Ross. Nice. She has a similar body type as me. Um, another individual, but she's not necessarily known. Her name is Shataria. Um, she's a stylist for Front Row. She, oh, okay. Her. her, her I do know her. Yes. Okay. I so she has a similar body type as me. Okay. Um, but a lot of time, I mean, this this new uh, Instagram, this wasn't around when I was going to school, so right. I had to focus on trial and error. Right. It was a lot of that, you know, not knowing. Because yeah. a lot of times, even when my weight would fluctuate, I would be thinking, oh, okay, my body will look like this in it. And it's like, no, because you're not shaped like this person. So yeah, sure. it, it was it was that sort of trial and error of understanding my body, understanding what works. Like, for example, I don't wear pants that have um, pockets on the hip. It makes me look wider. Yeah. I, I don't do that. So I, it, but it also depends on the, the seam of how it's cut on the waistline. So it's all of those things that I, I pay attention to. Gotcha. So you don't believe in if they make it, if they, just because they make it in your size don't mean you got to wear it. I do not believe that, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> but I also think that women should dress how they fit. It, it's it's so funny because I I agree with this sort of thought process of 
be live out loud and, and dress how you feel. I, I do. Right. But um, I also think that certain things are flattering and certain things are not. Right. To a certain extent, we agree. Like, exactly. Be you and do you and mm-hmm. wear things that make you feel comfortable, but be mindful. Exactly. And be aware of what you're putting on your body and how others are going to perceive you, you know? Absolutely. Okay. So uh, what are like some of the key pieces you feel every woman needs to have in their closet? That Well, let's break it up. What are the key pieces you think a woman that is tiny needs in her classes mm-hmm. versus someone that's either hourglass or paraglass? Because I'm thinking that they it might possibly be different. Unless they're unless they are the same, then let me know. So they so for me, because I don't necessarily believe in conventional pieces of like those articles where like have a nude pump and I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't believe in those things. I think that because I'm always thinking outside the box when I'm pairing things together, I think every woman should have something metallic. So whether that be a pump, whether that be like the, the, the jacket you have on, like something like that. Oh, I did good today. Okay. You did. You did. <laughs> okay. Something that um, I, I believe that women should dress out of the norm as okay. opposed to fitting in. I, I, I don't. I think that every woman should have something camo. I like that. I, just, yeah. I have a pair of camo jeans in one of my carts right now. I'm not going to lie. It's in my Fashion Nova cart. But Fashion Nova got some pieces, too. They do. Yeah, so I they have, do. I don't own anything camo. And I'm like, I need to at least have, like, a jacket yes. or some jeans. And yes. their jeans actually fit me really nicely. So there I'm like, go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop those out the cart and yes. pay for those. Yes. I think, <laughs> I think camo is excellent. Like, I mean, I, I feel like it can, you, it can be dressed up. It can be dressed down. Like, I, I love camo. Um, I also think that a woman should also have a really good tailored pant that fits her. Now, depending on what your body shape is, you'll be you'll know what looks good on your pants. Mm-hmm. Um, you should also have a tailor at your disposal, depending if you're petite. So, and that could also be like with the dry cleaners, you mm-hmm. know, like getting something that fits you that doesn't look and dumpy. I don't think that a lot of women utilize tailors and sandals the way they should do. I Absolutely. know that someone's and I. You know, because I sew, people are always asking me to tailor something. And I'm just like, you know, your dry cleaner would be cheaper than me because Absolutely. I'm going to charge you, okay? If I got to sit in front of the sewing machine, it's going to be some money. But they're doing hems all day. They're taking stuff in all day. Absolutely. They're fixing zippers. You don't have to throw it away. But people really don't use that. And there's a dry cleaner in everybody's neighborhood. Absolutely. In every neighborhood, in every Absolutely. borough, in every city, there's a dry cleaner somewhere close by. And they advertise it. It's mm-hmm. always like alterations in Absolutely. their window. And people still don't utilize it. PSA. Utilize your tailor and your seamstresses in your neighborhood. Indeed. They could have the clothes fixed for you legit in like 24 hours. Absolutely. They're like clockwork. So that's another key of dressing well things that fit well. Right. A statement blazer. So, I mean, that's important. Like, you can wear a statement blazer with a pair of jeans. Uh, even even if you're transitioning from, like, that business suit, you take that business suit um, blazer off and you put a statement blazer on with it, it, it transitions your look. Right. Uh, statement jewelry. I feel like people don't necessarily, and, 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 and I don't think people should focus on trends. I think that's the worst thing you should do. Even if your, 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 your look is like more minimalist, you know, focus on classic lines. So like even a nice white button down top and maybe make it silk as opposed to cotton, right. you know, things that are unconventional and wear that um, silk blouse with the camel pant, you know, and then do it with some sneakers, I hear that. With some bamboo earrings. You know, like do it, like do things that still, with that statement blazer (laughs) that has strong shoulders, you know, and is nipped in at the waist, you know, and goes a little bit below, maybe two to three inches on um, the hip. 
Right. Do you think a blazer has to be like black, or you think it could be like any color? Like any you can make color. it pop. Okay. Any color. Facts. I mean, because there's boxy blazers. There's there are blazers that are nipped in at the waist. There are the boyfriend blazers that are long, like the the blazers that have the the um, wide lapel. But get you a statement. Like buy things that you wouldn't necessarily go to, and then dress around it. Yeah. That those are my thought processes around how you dress. Gotcha. So when you shopping, because I heard this from someone, another stylist by the name of Brian Javar, and I've always shopped like this, but when he said it, I'm like, I wonder if people do that. People shop and go and buy an outfit. And he said, I don't understand why people do this. Like, when you shop, you should be buying pieces. And if you piece shop, you can piece shop from anywhere. You could piece shop from Forever 21, Mm -hmm. from Zara, from Macy's, and buy pieces that you like. And then you can come and figure out, okay, I can wear this with this, wear this with this. Well, when people shop, sometimes they're looking for an outfit for an occasion opposed to just, like, shopping. Which I think is, like... I, I've always done that. Mm-hmm. And then I shop per season. I don't just shop when I need an outfit. Like yes. when it's time for fall, when it's time for spring, I go out and I buy pieces that I want and then I later put them together. And so when I do have an event or I do have something to attend, I don't have to be like, oh, well, I don't have anything to wear because I have pieces in my closet that I can yes. put together something to wear. Absolutely. Which my mother, I think I got that from up, like from my mother would take us shopping every season. We went back to school mm-hmm. and she wasn't an outfit person. She would buy pieces, but she did believe in colors. She liked mm-hmm. to have that orange top with them orange pants and them yes. orange shoes. She, she's one of those. My I had a head to toe, head to toe, and I was. I mean, I I can do the whole monochromatic thing and wear right. one color, but it was a time where I'm just like, mom, everything does not have to match. Right, like Absolutely. please, like she was like, girl, you know I'm gonna be sharp, right? I'm have, I kind of like, with pulled, a peach on peach right, on peach, right? Right, she's like yellow on yellow on yellow. I'm like, ooh, mom. Too much, too much. I like the yellow. I love it, but she right. had, I just can remember she has she has some gold, some gold and yellow earrings, and then she had a yellow V-neck shirt, and she had some flat yellow plants. Killing and it. And she had yellow flower sandals. Coordinated. And she was just, and her hair was blonde, too. Oh. She had dyed her little fade blonde. I'm like, Kelly is working it, okay? Indeed. <laughs> she is working it today. But I, I do agree, though, like, as far as, like, finding what you uh, like to wear, but also doing the work and, like, doing pieces and not just thinking, like, in tunnel vision. And that's out, buying yeah. an outfit is, like, oh, tunnel vision. It's just this time, this occasion. And you might not even wear it again. Absolutely. So, like, when you buy for occasions, you don't always wear You try to convince yourself that the amount of money you're going to spend on it, that you're going to wear it again. And most of the times you don't wear it again Indeed. because you're buying it for an occasion, which is... I mean, if you got it like that, that's fine. But if you don't, then I wouldn't advise it. So my next question is for you. Like, as a designer, do you feel that designers' image should reflect what they design? Like, um, I feel like this is to sound with me too because I will design things that I wouldn't necessarily wear on a day-to-day, but then there are some times that I do. But then I also think about, like, evening wear designers and swimwear designers mm. they don't look anything like what their brand represents so do you feel like they should kind of um, be hand in hand or do you feel like you know I created this because I saw a niche for it and that's mm. why I did it but I don't necessarily have to wear it um I mean I I don't necessarily think because for me as a designer yes I, I whatever I whatever I want to make or make, I want to want to wear it as well. Mm-hmm. So even for like the niche market that I'm working with, full-figured women, I don't necessarily fit into that market, but the pieces that I um, want them to wear are things that I, if it came in my size, I would want to wear it. Gotcha. Because I, I felt like 
um, especially for that market, a lot of times when designers were making things for them, they were making balloon sort of uh, uh, these these with these fabrics that are you know like there's no um, tailoring to it or for plus size exactly for plus size. Like mm-hmm. I, I wanted to focus on um, thinking of thoughts of print. How would you wear? What would you wear if you were this size? Right. And make it for women so that they then were, that smaller women would covet it. You right. know. So th- that is. And, and I mean, for me, my style and, and, and getting excited when I see a woman wearing my piece, that's because I feel like she looks fly. Like, I, I don't want to wear or make something that I wouldn't myself want to put on, you True. know? Yeah. I, my, wanna, I can say, sorry. No, you're fine. My, uh, my mother is full-figured, mm-hmm. and she always would have a hard time shopping. And she, I remember I did a project in college and they wanted us to find a niche market. And I did like a plus size mm-hmm. women's line. And I was asking her, cause she was like my case study, like all these different questions. And I was asking her about like Lane Bryant. And she's like, that's for old white women. And I was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm like, she's like, I still want to be, you know, feel comfortable in, my, comfortable in my clothes and be fancy and stuff. So I'm like, oh, well, what about Ashley Stewart? And she was just like, yeah, I don't like that shit either. <laughs> and she's just like, and she's funky, but she's short. So mm, she's plus size and she's short. So either she has to get everything tailored or things right. just don't like come in her size. So mm-hmm. I definitely feel that there's a niche a niche market for it, but it's been there. Yeah. It's been there. It's and been there. and and I just feel like in the fashion world, it's like even when you do see like a quote unquote plus size model, she don't really be plus size. Like, cause to me, like, what was the the one that was on uh America's Next Time Model, Takara? Uh-huh. She was like a twelve. She wasn't really plus size. So I'm just like, where? Like, there's been a market for it. We always talk about seeing like more women with curves and stuff like that on the runway. It might be like a trend, and like one designer might do a a line for it or have more plus size, quote unquote, plus size girls. Because it's not that I don't really think that they're that plus Mm -hmm. size. And then boom, back, and then there are no options again. That's true. So I I just don't understand why that is and the way the market kind of. There's a fluctuates, I guess, because everybody wants to be skinny. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's. I mean, because even as I was doing research for my um, company, sixty-seven percent of American women are fit in the plus size category. Mm-hmm. Are, are wow. fourteen and higher. Mm-hmm. That's more than half American women. I mean, right. also just in, look in the way in which I mean, when the the Center for Disease Control, obesity is on the rise. Right. Uh, you cannot not see this market. Because it's, it's dollars and cents, and the 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 uh, small the misses category, there are many designers. True. So, my thought process. I want to create pieces for women, and for real women that actually need pieces. Right. You know. So, it was like a no brainer. Have you found that you've like faced a lot of challenges with the new venture? Absolutely, because I mean it's it's. Anytime you're starting a new venture, it's costly. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, fashion is costly. Um, but also, it was definitely, there was a resistance um, within me just in general because I was realizing that I'm built to be an entrepreneur and it's scary. Mm-hmm. And so I would say the, the scariest part about it is me getting over my own fears of knowing that I can do this um, and, and less about... Um, 
will women want to buy? Because I feel like if I, you know, if, if you build it, they will come, as they Absolutely. say. <laughs> like you know. That. So I mean, the the pieces that I am creating, and and I have such an amazing individual I'm working with by the name of Lenise. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's. I mean, I'm excited about them. Right. I'm I'm excited about these pieces. They're the. It's my vision. Mm-hmm. It's it's think these are the pieces that I would want to wear. Um, and so it's just more about me. Right. I feel that. That's and that's I think where for me, mm-hmm. like even starting like the whole consultant business was to help other people like mm-hmm. bring their vision life into it, let them know like it's okay. Like don't be scared. Like we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Also to kind of push it like these things take time. Right. You know, they take time and it also as you see things coming together, your eye sometimes changes too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it go it's so different from seeing things two dimensional, like as a sketch and then it becoming like three D and you're like, Oh wow. This is how this looks. And it, you know, your taste level changes, mm-hmm. your fabric selection changes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at it and it's like, you know, it's okay if you don't, you know, if you want to do something else or you want to try something else. Like the, I went through so many processes where the sketch was one way mm-hmm. and we came up with so many different things <laughs> afterwards. Like, yo, this would be so dope. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And I think it also helps you define your business plan yeah. as well. And mm-hmm. did, did like seeing the pieces like come together for you, help you kind of like mold like what you wanted to do as a designer and like what image you wanted to portray? Absolutely. Because even with some of your ideas of the reversible, like it, ha- it wasn't even something I was even thinking about. Like I, I was thinking thinking like in a very linear thought process of these are the pieces, these are the outfits. But that idea alone was just like, oh, this is even more marketable with these pieces because I I definitely haven't seen that in the plus size market. So now you really get to have the bang for your buck Mm -hmm. because you're you're getting a gorgeous piece, but then you get to reverse it and wear another day or later in that week, (laughs) right? you know, however you choose to to move it along in your outfit, you know, in your wardrobe, rather. So, I mean, yeah, like that right there, I'm just like, oh, this is a nice little touch. Right. (laughs) Let's throw this in. Let's make it convertible. Exactly. I'm all about that. I'm all about, like, you know, being able to, even, like, my slogan back in the day, because I wanted to do, my image was, uh, desk to dinner, like creating mm. clothing that you could wear like in the boardroom, but mm-hmm. then also clothing that you could wear out after work. Mm-hmm. And as my taste has changed over the years, I no longer, I want to still do things that have like a revertible, convertible, revertible. I heard you. Reversible. I knew you were going to work on it. I knew <laughs> <laughs> It's made up a word. A reversible and a convertible thing. I have found that um, like my, my, my image has changed. Like, you know, my branding has changed. And there was a time where I only wanted to do evening wear. And I'm like, oh, to hell with that shit. I cannot mm. stand evening wear. Like, right. and then, I mean, they really only wear the piece one time, mm-hmm. you know. And I wanted to be able to, like, walk down the street and, like, see someone, like, wearing a piece. And you can't really do that with evening wear either, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like it has, my style has changed. My brand has changed. And I'm trying to, like, work through that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that in this day and age, like, with social media, that black women need to take more pride in their appearance and be self-aware about how they're presenting themselves in all communication forms. Like, I get it. You know, people are like, I mean, this is who I am. But I just feel like there is so many different portrayals of black women via reality TV mm-hmm. and um, even like with some of the shows um, that are uh, scripted and just with social media that like, you know how you get those what not to wear, what mm-hmm. to wear. And I'm like, I just feel like, 
I don't want to see like bonnets outside on your head. I don't want to see them on your Instagram. I don't want to see <laughs> your stomach hanging over your leg. But that's just me and that's my opinion. I'm just like, why are we not caring? Why are you okay with putting out to the world that this is how you look mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like I, I just think the image is a lot uh, like very very important and my mother always told me like she said you need to be dressed every day like you yeah. need to be presenting your best self and I feel like women have gotten black women have gotten comfortable in some segments and they don't like mm. what are your take on that um huh I, I, I definitely hear you um I definitely hear you as it relates to appearance. I think appearance is very important, and I feel like um, it cannot be minimized okay. um, because that is that's literally what the that's the first thing people see on you um, is the way in which you present them yourself. Rather, um, what I will say though is that I, I do feel like I'm open to an open forum of how people want to present themselves. I don't like I, I agree with you as far as like bonnets. I, I'm not. Um, Unless it's Bonnet Chronicles, you know. <laughs> um, but I, Shout I'm, out to Tammy Roman. <laughs> right. You know. But um, I'm not clear. I'm not clear on how you choose to present yourself and why you don't think that there's a message correlated to that. Gotcha. I, I, I don't know because I don't want to I don't want to be a police mm -hmm. in the sense to say you shouldn't and you should. Um, but I do think depending on what you're looking to do. Mm -hmm. Because these these reality stars have made a name for themselves and, and, and it works for them in certain degrees. Wait, question. Do you watch Kendall Kendall on Instagram? I don't. He critiques the heck out of everybody on reality TV. and He be going in about like their hair and them using bold hold tape around them edges because those lace oh. fronts are coming up. He talks about their outfits. He's like, okay, your side, like your breast is sitting outside. But it's, he does, he does literally every single episode of Love and Hip Hop. Mm. He does a uh, Black Ink Crew, and he legit critiques them the entire time. I think that some of them have stepped their game up because I see them in that. I see the reality oh. stars now in his comments being like, I got my hair together, and oh. I don't know why I wore that. Like, because he is on it, and he built his entire platform just, mm. and he's a man, just from critiquing women on their hair, their makeup, and okay. what they have on, on reality. He's like, you don't know you was on TV? You know, and he has like a million something followers. <laughs> right. So you got people in the comments cracking up like, why aren't you not aware? You know you're right. on TV. No, it's, you know you're on the green true. screen. Why is your hair this way? Why is your makeup this way? Mm -hmm. Like, why are you out here looking like this? And I just think it's he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I think it's funny, but I think it took someone to check some of them, yeah. and to start getting a following from him doing this, for them to realize, like, yo, y'all on TV, y'all representing black women. That's true. You gotta, you gotta pull this together. Like, right. you gotta look like something. I mean, more for me, I'm concerned about their their actions. Yeah, you know, true. Because um, <laughs> their, I mean, their looks, you know, right. but their actions sometimes can be a bit much um, mm -hmm. in our representation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. How do you feel when it comes to um, labels? Labels versus like you know like your Gucci, your Louis versus like your. I think it's silly. I think it's. I mean, a lot of us are in debt focusing on labels. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that knowing how to dress yourself and having a sense of style has nothing to do with the labels you wear. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with your eye. 
Absolutely. I, I, I do not, I personally cannot afford to be, and I, and I mean, and it's possible I could, I suppose, afford it if I right. chose to purchase in those stores, but I, that would be a lot of money taking out of my business, taking out of the things I'm looking to do in life, and I just don't see a purpose or a point. It, it, I don't see those things adding to me or taking away at this point now if if it's something that you feel like you can do cool but it shouldn't be breaking you absolutely you know like Mm -hmm. i i don't yeah i think that a lot of individuals uh are not prioritizing things that really matter just so that they can be in the street and showing certain brands that really aren't doing anything for you or your community you can absolutely dress really well at, at spaces and places that are are third of the cause right like you could, I mean, even if you went to Zara and got you a dress that what a hundred dollars, as opposed to a dress that's five hundred dollars. Like mm-hmm. if you have it, cool. But right. you don't need that to to look nice. I think that a lot of people do it for economic uh like status, you exactly, know? and to prove mm-hmm. something to people who really don't, don't give a matter. damn about you. Like I get it, I get the celebrities doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. But right. a lot of times, what it. I find is that celebrities they'll get one of a kind pieces from a designer, mm-hmm. you know. Like mm-hmm. Beyonce wears designer stuff, like mm-hmm. she's more like Gucci and other things, but. You don't really even see anyone else with what she has. Like she gets custom, right? Gucci custom, right? Louis Vuitton and stuff. she got it, and she got it tenfold, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, right? <laughs> don't you, like? Baby. I mean. It's right. cool if right. you and got I, it. And that's how I feel like like with the designers and stuff like that, like with the celebrities, they that's what they get custom pieces made. Like um one Bacardi B, that dress she wore to the Diamond Ball, it was mm. Christian Siriano, but it was a custom mm. Christian Siriano for made her specifically her for her. Mm. So now that to me is like luxury. And I exactly. think that a lot of people get luxury confused nowadays, like mm. what it actually is. But you know, I work in the product world. Like yes. I'm around it all the time. And I know for a fact that half of the brands they they produce in China. With everybody else. And it sucks mm-hmm. to say that you paying all that money that if you wash it just like how you wash a Forever 21 top, it's going to come out the same. Like, mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine. He's really into, like, Gucci. And he bought, like, a Gucci polo. And then he, like, he sent this to the dry cleaner. Mm. And it came back and it was too short, too small. He was really? mad. And I was just like, that shit is made in the same place. I'm sorry, guys. Gucci and uh, Louis and these brands, they were made in Italy Back in the 60s mm. and back in the 70s. But, like, once those uh, big tycoons come in and buy those companies out, because what happens was a lot of designers were losing money and mm-hmm. they couldn't pay, so they had to sell portions of their company. Mm-hmm. They have sold so much of their company that they don't even own it anymore or they're, you know, they pass along. Mm-hmm. Those tycoons don't care about the quality of the product. They care about the buck. They lower the quality of the product. They move all of the manufacturing over to China. And you can, mm. that's why you have a Chinatown where you could buy knockoff stuff because all they're doing is making mm. repertoires or keeping the same materials of what's over there. The fact that there is even like bootlegging is because it's all being made in the same place. That is a really good point. Like, that's why you can even do that. Like, mm. they. <laughs> Look at this. It's okay. It happens. That's going to come up in the podcast. <laughs> But it happens. That happened to me last week. My phone started going up. I'm like, oh, shit. And then when I listen to the podcast, I'm like, they got that goddamn phone. <laughs> I forgot. I was so mad. I'm like, stupid. <laughs> and it's okay. okay. But I just think it's very, very interesting. I just think that people need to educate themselves more, I guess, when they're shopping and um, their consumer, like, buying habits and stuff. Like, your piece needs to do, okay. 
So let me break this down. I did like a, a product, like I do like product evaluation. Mm-hmm. When you look at like a garment and stuff like that, you can break that down to what it actually is worth mm-hmm. and if that actually makes sense. So mm-hmm. like, let's say, let's just say like a, a garment that's $50, that means it was 25 wholesale, which means it was 1450 cost. So fourteen fifty, you got to work in the labor, the cost of materials, the logistics and the routing and stuff, and if it makes sense. So you're buying a Gucci polo that's mm-hmm. $500, which means it was two fifty wholesale, which means it's one fifty in cost, and the fabric is polyester. We know mm-hmm. that polyester don't cost anything. So that means the markup, that shirt mm-hmm. may have cost an actual $20 to make, and you're paying $500. Does wow. that make sense? And I don't think that a lot, well, of course, a lot of people don't About, know yeah, that, exactly. but you look at the cost of, look what it's made of mm-hmm. and look where it's made of. Mm-hmm. And that's like a big thing. If when you open it up and it's say made in China, ding, 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 everything in China well, is between a dollar and maybe $10 if it's like a jacket to make. Let's be completely honest. There's nowhere in China that's charging more than $15 to make any garment mm. whatsoever. Um, Cambodia either, but like if it's actually made in Italy, made in France, you got ateliers there that are really are handcrafting these things. So look at where things are made of and look at what they're made of. And that should just, I think, help any consumer when buying stuff Mm -hmm. to know if it's poly and acrylic and viscose and all these natural fibers, you know that it's cheap. Opposed to it being like cotton and linen and silk and, you know, leather. Like those are just like my two things, like Mm -hmm. fabrication and the country of origin can tell you a lot if you don't know anything else mm-hmm. about it, for sure. Dropping gems. I'm trying right now. <laughs> I'm trying to let people know. That's, that's the that's, point. And that's valid. I think that's it's all. Very valid. Like, you, when mm-hmm. you shop, I'm that annoying customer when I'm shopping that's flipping it inside out. I'm looking at the construction behind right. it. I'm looking at it on the inside because I need to know what it's made of. And even if down to, like, even at Forever 21, because even though I'm, it's not a lot of money, I still want to know that I'm going to be able to wear this more than once. Right. So if I, tar- if I flip it on the inside and the stitches is already skipped and stuff like that, I'm not going to buy it. Exactly. And it could just be that one. So, you know, I'll look at a few of them mm-hmm. and find that one. But when you get upset afterwards about something not keeping it together, it's because you didn't do the work before you bought it. It's true. Like, you got to look at those type of things. I wouldn't buy something that's already ripping apart. I'm not going to buy something that has stains on it. And people will buy that stuff just to get it discounted. And you're not taking value in what you're purchasing and spending your money on either. And that's why the pollution rate of clothing is so high. Girl. It's the second, um, what is it? Behind oil is mm-hmm. the second most uh, polluted industry, mm-hmm. fashion. There's a book called Overdressed. I'll put it in the mm. show notes. Read it. I guarantee you, you'll have a whole different outlook right. on clothing. And then that's for like the fast fashion industry because things sure. are so disposable. The other one, and I'll put that in the show notes as well, is how luxury lost its luster. I guarantee mm. you, you will uh, walk in the Gucci store and walk back out once you realize what you're spending you money for? on and how it's going. So those are going to be my um, two reads for this week that I definitely think that everyone should do. So um, I'm going to ask you, why did you decide to start your clothing line and um, just what you hope to come of it? Like, where do you see it going? Like, what is uh, your vision? Okay. So I, I started my clothing, my clothing line um, because I, I knew I wanted to do something. I knew I was a creative. I knew fashion was going to be one of my outlets where I would be able to create. Um, and I knew that because I know 
I enjoy my sense of style. I enjoy how I put things together. And I wanted to be able to offer that to uh, individuals as well. But I decided to focus on this niche and eventually I'll grow it to, you know, other markets as well. But I wanted to be able to offer my sense of style to women so that they too could feel the way I feel when I put pieces together as well. Um, and I looked to grow it into a a whole conglomerate, like I, I see myself as a mogul in the making. Mm -hmm. um, I, I also paint, I, I'm doing my uh, styling classes. I, I want to be able to grow my creativity um, past what I am visually seeing. Gotcha. And you want to do, and where are you going to take like the classes? Do you want to do take them to a whole nother level or I would love to have like a set like what do you want to take that um I would love to be able to travel the world teaching these classes I would love to be able to style individuals um individually sometimes I do closet reorganization so I closet that. concierge exactly yes. love that <laughs> yes 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 and I, I do that where I go into people's homes and I'll assist them in reorganizing their closet um assist them in purging some of the pieces that no longer serve them and then assist them in showing them where they could put these pieces, whether it's Beacon's Closet or uh, thrift stores, you know, consignment, you know, nice. but the idea behind it is, I, I think that, um, I, I put this quote too, where uh, your, your body is your canvas mm -hmm. and you said dress it the way you want it to be portrayed and, and like seen, that. you know, okay. because that's what it is. It's not necessarily about using clothes to say, I am better than you and, and, and you don't dress well. Like, I don't see it like that in, in that sort of uh, uh, elitist or um, superficial way, but you should be putting yourself together in a way that's pleasing to you. When you look good, you do feel good. Absolutely. You know? And, and, and that's just a fact, unless you are just rotten. Yeah, I think know? I'm a lot nice. I'm already a nice person, but I'm, like, really nice when I like my outfit. What? Like, when right. I put together, I am, like, the nicest. Listen. I am smiling. I'm damn near doing sprints, <coughs> like, to the train station. And people, like, oh, I'm cute today. <laughs> <laughs> and people feel it and they see it, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I take not? a lot of selfies those days too. I'm like all in the video on Snapchat. Right. Like, uh, and why uh, not? Let me get this angle. <laughs> it's very psychological. Plus, it is. So, it really is. It's so psychological. It, it you really can put is. you in a really bad mood or you could be in like a really, really good mood. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Without doubt. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you definitely should dress the way you want to be perceived. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just, like, I'm just like a boss every day. Indeed, girl. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, thank you so much for thank coming you. in. Where can people find you or reach out to you if they want to, like, take a class or they want to stay up to, like, when the plus size line is coming out? And Absolutely. So my Instagram is print. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> no problem. <clears throat> Get ready. It's coming. All right, 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 right. <laughs> That was my intro. That was my right. intro. Just warming up. <laughs> so Princess Dennis on Instagram, uh, as well as Princess Dennis on uh, Facebook. And um, join my mailing list at um, www.nikaleon.com, and that is N-E-K-A-I-L-E-O-N.com. I will also be putting that in the show notes. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode. Have a great one. Thank you. You guys can keep up with me via all social media channels. My handle is Lenise Collier. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, you name it. You can also check out my brand um, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram under Collier Bateen. Uh, 
please feel free to send me messages write comments give me your feedback i would love to hear from you guys and once again thanks for tuning in to the podcast have a good one my skin is black what you looking my at my skin is black what you looking my at my skin is black what you looking my at my skin